0: Versace, you stepping on? Versace? You can't spell Versace. F O Sachi.
1: F O Sachi.
2: What is up, everyone? Welcome to Bangers and Mosh, the podcast for heavy music. We your host Jimmy Dazz and Deffer, <laughs> Mate, today, have we got something for you today? Oh, my God. So we are stoked to be joined by Matt Carl, frontman of one of our favourite new bands, Gridiron, um, for an episode of Top 10s. And we're going to be discussing Matt's top 10 rap albums, rap hip hop albums of all time. So something a little bit different for us, but given like we're you know we're all fans uh, of a lot of this style of music. Like this was something that we were fucking buzzing to chat about, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, hip hip hop's a part of life for me, man, and you know it kind of goes hand in hand with with metal, really as well. As you yeah. know you got got artists like Ice T and that Avenue and Body Count and yeah, the rest of it, Biohazard, Biohazard
2: and. Downset and yes, you know obviously Rage Against the Machine and yeah. and um you know Matt will touch on it. You'll hear it in the chat, but he said you know rap and uh, and hardcore are a lot closer than a lot of people. Yeah, he's right. We'll will th- would will think they are. So um it was uh it was an episode. I was as soon as we came up with like we, we sort of punted the idea over to him. I was really excited to do this because it's such a different perspective and it's such a different there's so many different conversations you can have about this style of music than you can about guitar based music so
1: absolutely
2: yeah um it was yeah really it's really fun it really fun mate matt's an absolute top man um we got awesome. into a little bit about gridiron as well
1: got some um, exclusives maybe yeah. yes yeah yes. well yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but,
2: chatted a little bit about Gridiron, um sort of how Matt got into into rapping himself, which was which was really fascinating. He was a young pup man
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> young started. Pup.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Hope you guys enjoy the show, top ten rap albums of all time with Matt Carl from Gridiron. All right. Yo, Matt. Thank you so much, dude, for for joining us today. How are you doing, bud? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, so be on with you guys. Man. It's an absolute pleasure, man. So we we were just saying before, like it's almost a year to the day that uh No Good at Goodbye dropped. Um, and I swear it the, I have rinsed this album to death since it came out. Like it was almost my album of the year last year, like just missed out. It was number two. But I don't think I've stopped playing this man since it came out. Like, has has the success of this album like Blown you guys away as well. Did
3: you expect half yeah. of what it's it's achieved? I mean, the the craziest thing about it is just like all of it was so unplanned. Like this band started, you know, very loosely. Uh, we were playing Call of Duty one day and during the <laughs> pandemic and we got sick of playing video games. So uh, we ended up writing a couple songs and recorded them. And, uh, you know, then Streets of Hate put that those songs out on the tape. And then, uh, we did a split with a band, uh, from the UK despise.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And,
3: uh, and at that point we're like, well, we already got, you know, two things out. Let's just write an LP. So, uh, will our guitarist who lives, uh, in Michigan flew out here to PA for a weekend and, uh, wrote the whole record in like six hours or something like that. Like one day the record was pretty much done. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, We booked studio time, we recorded it, and uh, I didn't really, it didn't really hit me that, like, you know, we did something special with this record until after it was recorded and we kind of listened to it, yeah, like all the way through for the first time. And at that point, it was like, all right, like this, this is a, this is a one, you know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 it was, it was cool, you know, Uh, and I think that's, uh, You know, we go into everything with, you know, no expectations. We don't have, you know, obviously, like, personally, I have expectations for myself. Like, if I'm making music, I want it to be the best it can be. And I can speak on everyone else in Gridiron that they feel the same way. Yeah, but, um, you know, they're the vibes are just, you know, we're doing this for fun. There's no pressure in anything that we do. So uh, that's what makes everything feel extra special.
2: Yeah, that's sweet. And it shows as well when you watch the live performances. Like you can see that you're just like some dudes on the stage just having a great time. Do you know what I mean? It's no like ah, uh, there's no. It doesn't look like there's any record label pressure to be at this point or to do this. Like you're just some fucking dudes having some fun, and and it really shows through on them. On like especially the um like the Sound and Fury set as well. Um, you know they're just like they're like electric. Those fucking live sets, man.
3: Yeah, and you know the the whole the whole goal with this band was to just make, you know, fun music for our friends to dance to, you know what I mean? And that's literally, you know, so far, you know, we've been doing pretty, you know, I feel like we've been doing all right with that. So, you know, that's, that's our formula going forward too. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
1: I Absolutely. hit an absolute dinger, mate, with that.
2: Yeah. Crazy good. I think the thing I like about it as well is like, sometimes when you get, when you get like, um, metal or hardcore mixed mixed with sort of hip-hop and rap sometimes it can feel quite basic the musically uh, do you know what i mean so that obviously it's not an easy task to rap over top of guitars and drums and so it feels quite basic sometimes musically but gridiron's music is like there's death metal blasts in there there's fucking thrash riffs there's hardcore so it's it's way more involved musically than you normally get with, um, with, with like, uh, crossover genres.
3: Right. Yeah. And you know, that's just, you got to tip your hat to Will and and Mully. Uh, they just, you know, Will is just a guitar God, man. Everything he touches is just gold. You know, everything he writes is awesome. And, you know, Mully is, you know, one of, if not the best drummer in hardcore, in my opinion, you know, so having those two, uh, in the band, you know, really, really helps as far as you know, progressing musically. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I know there's there's a really fine line between, um, you know, coming off as like cool and coming off as corny when you yeah. rap over stuff like yes, this. So that's exactly you know, that's it. something. Yeah, that's something that I always you know try to keep in mind when I'm like writing lyrics and stuff like that. That like you know, you really got to toe that line right because it's yeah. very easy to step over on the on the wrong side of things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, so is there anything anything in the works for Gridiron? Or are you guys just riding this wave at the moment and sort of seeing where it takes you?
3: Yeah, I uh, I really got the itch to make some new stuff, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hassle the guys for <laughs> for that to happen. Um, I know Will's been busy. Uh, Neverending Game has a new record coming out. Yeah, uh, with in like a month or so, and record's great. Um, so he deserves a little bit of break, pulling double duty. You know, writing for for two bands like yeah, that. Man. So, but I'm gonna be on his ass soon. So, yeah, we have uh, you know a couple ideas thrown around and stuff like that, but nothing concrete yet. But I think you know within the next couple months or something, you know things probably will uh, speed up a little bit with that. Oh, sick!
2: That's so good to hear, man. That's so good to hear. Um, so let's get a little bit into just quickly, Matt, before we go into your sort of top ten. Um, how how did you get into rapping yourself? How did you start rapping? Was it over sort of um, songs that you liked, you would freestyle over the top. Did you have beats that you would freestyle over? Like,
3: it's, it's really intriguing to me how how you got started in, in in doing it. So I have two older brothers who were really, really into hip hop when I was really young. Oh, cool. So they would always put me onto stuff that I probably shouldn't have been like listening to at that <laughs> point with my age. Like I was in, you know, I, I was in first grade and I was, you know, I had the Wu-Tang Forever CD and I had you know fabulous CD and 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 stuff that my brothers would burn me. So that's kind of how I got put on the hip hop at such a young age. That's cool. And man. then there were kids in my school that would like battle rap a lot. Oh, nice. And, like I listened, I listened to a lot, a lot of hip hop. Like I, you know, I probably had fifteen years of hip hop under my belt before I even knew what hardcore was. Oh, um, cool. So kids, you know, kids in school, like after school, would just like battle and stuff like that. And I, you know, would listen to them or be there hanging out while they do it. And I'm kind of like, these guys are kind of like trash, you know? So (laughs) I started, I was like, you know, like if, if they're doing this and like, I can do this too, you know what I mean? So I would go home and a lot of times what I would do is, um, this was like LimeWire days. Yeah. I would just download instrumentals on, on, uh, on the computer and I would just write the instrumentals. And like, I wouldn't, I was probably too young to like record anything i was probably like 12 13 when i started doing that and um you know i would just write stuff and then uh eventually you know once i started you know getting a little bit older you know i would was able to find more beats or have friends make me beats and stuff like that so i mean i've been writing hip-hop for a long long time and um I never recorded. Well, like I've recorded things, obviously, but I've never released anything uh, that I've done hip hop wise besides like gridiron stuff. Yeah. But um, I think uh, I've been kind of tossing around the idea of uh doing like an EP of me like doing rap stuff and having uh Jay from Mind Force uh like oh produce the beats for me. God. So,
2: dude, uh, that I could be literally... something that may happen. Gonna ask you whether a Matt Carl uh, solo album will will ever happen? Because
3: yeah, so there's there's a chance. I've been I always like go back and forth, but I'm kind of at the point now where it's like, all right, well, if I don't do it now, I'm never gonna do it. So why yeah. not? You know what I mean? Fuck and it. you've
2: got an audience now as well. Like, right? There's there's people out there genuinely, you know, interested and would love to hear you do that so it's right it, yeah it would be a great and now you've got like you said you've got those connections as well with producers and uh and things like that makes the whole sort of task a lot easier doesn't it so right
3: yeah absolutely it's uh a, a lot less t's and i's to you know cross and that yeah. so
2: yeah yeah sick so let's get straight into this then man let's your your top 10 um your top 10 hip-hop rap albums of all time Did you have to think hard about this? Like, were there, were these shoe-ins or?
3: The, I think the top 10 that I have is like spot on. Like there, there was a couple that I kind of teetered back and forth with. Ranking them is what was really hard for me. Yeah. 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 Like number, my, my number 10 could very easily be my number one. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, it's, it's tough. Every day, every day is different,
2: you know? We say this all the time, man. When we when we do our like our albums of the year shows at the end of the year, there's no difference between five and two or ten and three. Do you know what I mean? There, <laughs> when when you're getting into that level of quality, every one and every one of these is a is a number one essentially. Right,
3: right, for sure.
2: So let's kick off with number ten, then, dude. What you got?
3: Uh, number ten, I got Raekwon, uh Only built for Cuban links. Uh, I think it's by far the best solo album that anyone, uh, from Wu-Tang has ever done. Ah. And, uh, that was one of the, uh, like one of the first records that I ever heard growing up was, was Raekwon. And I, you know, I listened to Wu-Tang and I didn't know at the time that these dudes were making their own solo shit. Yeah. So when I discovered Raekwon, then I, you know, discovered Ghostface solo stuff and, you know, um, but yeah, just the the rhyme delivery, just like the song structure, it's just, you know, very does a very good job of like encapsulating that like 90s New York style hip hop. So, I mean, that that record is no skip straight through. Incredible.
2: That's really interesting that you said that, because before the show, we were ha- before you joined, we were having a discussion of the best. I was going to ask you. Is this the best solo Wu Tang album? Because we all had different answers, didn't we? Like that's yeah. what you said. You <laughs> said Liquid Swords, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Liquid, Liquid Swords is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not, again, it's not much between them, is there, to be fair? But no. Yeah. You no. Know, I think. All uh,
3: I, I had Clientel, met- another great one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I had Method Man uh, Blackout. I had Method yep, Man another and Red great Man. record. Great record. What did you have, Dev?
0: uh I don't think I've had one I probably I'd go for probably liquid swords I think
2: yeah I haven't I have hands up I haven't actually heard Odie built for Cuban links All i I the ones that I'm not familiar with here on here I've sort of skipped through, but I've got these all saved to to do deep dives into after <laughs> after this episode,
3: but that's definitely worthy of a deep dive yeah that's... <laughs>
0: Yeah, some um, bangers on that album, man, for sure. Yeah, some great on this. I haven't done this for a long time, but yeah, this is uh yeah, this is class, man. Incarcerated Scarfaces, man. Woo so good what that is. Ice cream, I mean, <laughs> <Ice> cream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly,
1: man. It's all, yeah, it's all deadly on
0: here.
2: Well, um, what makes just before we get into the next one, Matt, something I wanted to ask you. What makes for you like a a, a, a real good um like you said a real good rapper is it is it word choice is it um is it flow is it tone of voice what is do, is there anything in particular that really catches your ear when you hear something new
3: so i think all that is important but i think the most important thing is variance and ver- like versatility
2: right okay like
3: being it like having a good Like having a good flow is obviously vital to making a good hip hop track. Yeah. But if you have that same flow throughout every song Mm. that you create, it gets boring and people get tired of it. You need to have that variance, you know, to be able to, you know, have one track sound one way or, you know, one verse sound one way and then come back and, you know, do something different to, you know, kind of split things up.
2: Yeah, because we were saying it's very different in sort of rap, isn't it? Because, like in hardcore, an album's over. An album can be over in fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, right? Like, obviously, your your albums like were twenty nine minutes. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, actually
3: like twenty two minutes. We try yeah. keeping every song less than two minutes. That's so good,
2: but um, so like obviously a lot of these albums, you know, they go they're they're well over an hour play time. Um, right? You know, pl- play time. So. It, Diversity uh, is so important when you're giving someone eighty minutes of music to listen to,
3: right? And especially now because like people's attention spans just keep shrinking and shrinking. So <laughs> yeah, you know you strange. need to yeah yeah you need to keep people interested. You know
2: yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, number ten, Raekwon, only built for Cuban links. Uh,
3: what's number nine, man? Number nine's Big L, lifestyles of the poor and dangerous. Nice. Um, that big l is probably the first like what you could call a punchline rapper and uh i think if had he not you know gotten killed i think he would be up there in the conversation with like biggie and tupac oh wow in that argument um you know he brought something at that time that no one else really brought which was the punchlines and uh you know it was fresh for the time and uh you know, he just kind of paved his own lane. And then, you know, now punchline rap isn't as popular as it was back in like the early two thousands with like Cassidy and stuff like that. But, um, you know, though those guys wouldn't have the type of sound that they do had it not been for big L and that record is just, you know, another record that's just nineties, New York, just, you know, gritty sounding.
1: Yeah. It, it's great. Yeah, he's massively influential, and I'm I'm a really big fan of um Vinny Paz. He's from Philadelphia. Oh yeah, love and, yep. Hell, yeah, oh, yeah, and the and the Army of the Pharaohs, and they're always going on about uh this album, and the punchline, um, sort of what's the word influence is carried over into their sort of style of rapping. I think quite heavily.
3: Right, and he might you know his punchlines were. You know, normal rap punchlines, but he also like there's parts in his songs that you that you laugh at or you chuckle at because like the (laughs) punchline, it's just like, you know, it's that good, you know. So, yeah, yeah, he he definitely uh, paved the way for a lot of people after him to rap the way that they did.
2: Um, is there anything Take take away the the rap uh the rap in that. Is there anything in um the musical side of, of rap and hip hop that you really you know, you really gravitated to? What sort um you know what sort of beats and bass lines and things do you do you like? Or is it I, it doesn't really matter?
3: I just love like the old school eight oh eights, yeah, you know, the classics, yeah, yeah, boom yeah, bap, yes. you know, just you know, I don't need any nothing fancy. Because, you know, if if you're a good enough lyricist, you don't need anything fancy. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of beats that on songs now that are, you know, mainstream, super popular and stuff like that. And the beats are fucking crazy. The person on the beat is kind of sucks compared to like other shit. You know what I mean? And like that beat, I feel like if when you go above and beyond with production and stuff like that, it can kind of like carry an artist when, you know, with the the type of beats that i'm you know referring to it's more the artist carrying the beat
2: yeah absolutely like i was uh probably i would say my sort in my top five rap songs of all time is um ice tea mic contract yeah um and it's just so like you saying it's it's that real simple beat it's that real catchy like funky old school bass line and that's all there is like there's no samples or anything like that it's just ice a beat and a, and a and a bass line and it's yeah. perfect
3: well Lo- i love like live instrumental beats um like uh this producer right now harry fraud he does a lot of like uh action bronson stuff
1: oh and, yeah like,
3: his his camp um all his shit is awesome and then obviously the alchemist is like one of the oh. greatest producers of all time yeah. you know what i mean and like so that style is something that i gravitate way more than like you know Something that future would rap on, or something like that,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so no, yeah, nine big L lifestyles of the poor and dangerous. Uh, number eight, man, what you got?
3: Uh, I got Eminem Slim Shady LP. Oh man, uh, Eminem growing up, I mean, I don't know if I listened to any artist more in my childhood than I did Eminem. And when the you know, Marshall Mathers LP and the Slim Shady LP both came out. I mean, those those two records change, probably change the trajectory of like what I listen to now. Yeah. Um, and not to mention Eminem, in my opinion, is the best lyricist of all time. And it's not even close for me. Like he's just. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. What he can do with words is just mind blowing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's and, a very and... clever guy, and he?
3: There's not that
2: we said. Um, we did our top twenty albums of all time uh, a couple of years ago, and Daz had. Um,
1: what album did you have in it, uh, Daz? The Marshall Mathers I took. Yeah, and um,
2: we were discussing like there will never be anything like him ever again. Ever again. No, like a cultural phenomenon that will never happen again.
3: Yeah. I went back and forth between Marshall Mathers LP and Slim Shady LP. I had a tough time. You know, they're (laughs) both (laughs) just they're both just incredible
1: yeah, yeah they're both just incredible but when i was growing up that marshall Mathers lp was just fucking everywhere on the yeah. every music channel there was one of the singles always playing man
2: mate Crazy. we said didn't we made him they were talking about him in the white house like, yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do about yeah. Eminem? Like, to yeah. get to the
1: what are we gonna do? To with to the, the point kids? where the
2: government are stepping in to say, "Yeah, like, I this...
3: mean, he he was that influential that he he cha- he changed he changed music. I mean, that's yeah, basically
1: yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy, mate. Do wow. you think it was a case with
2: him like that he burnt so bright and so like fucking intensely for that time? It was always gonna." it was always going to peter out at some point you can't keep that sort of level of infamy do you know what i mean you can't keep that up can you as a
3: right and just and, to a make, dude. Yeah, and to make yeah and to make one record as good as he made Slim shady lp or marshall mathers lp even the MM, M&M show is great yeah, yeah um to to do make three records that are that good yeah you know i mean that's mission impossible for 99.999 nine percent of people on this earth yeah. you know what i yeah. mean yeah like, yeah he hit he hit you back to back to back with like just monumental music so yeah man you know it's been it's been a little bit downhill since then but that's expected yeah. you yeah. know as as I mean, artists when, get older and stuff
1: yeah when the Marshall mavis 2 lp came out and rap god was on it i was just like this is that was like absolutely insane that song was absolutely insane yep. with the the speed that he was spitting the words and the bars and i was just like fucking hell he's still got it like you can't Yo, yeah. he just oh, comes yeah. straight out the gate just like no i'm still yeah here. i watched
3: a I watched a video of him like in a cypher not too long ago and it, he just mm. went for like nine minutes and it's like bro retire like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, fifth, you're like in your 50s now you don't have to do this anymore but <laughs> yeah. he'll just like yeah he's he's insane man yeah, yeah, I think anyone anyone who you know loves hip hop and appreciates hip hop, if if you list your top ten and you don't have Eminem in it, like that's a disservice. He's
1: yeah, you know, yeah, one it's of if sport. not
3: you know, in my opinion, the greatest lyricist of all time.
1: I agree. Wow,
2: that's I that's agree. a great conversation to have at another time about lyricists. But yeah, that's mm. you know when it when it comes to metal and hardcore and stuff. Not maybe not hardcore, but with metal, you know, lyrics aren't always that important. You know, you right. can't fucking understand what they're saying half. Right, it's more anyway. patterns
3: so and yeah, that's that's
2: yeah. it and delivery and stuff. But yeah, it's really important when you get to this. Um, Yeah, cool. So a hey, uh Slim Shady LP number seven, dude. Yes,
3: I uh, got DMX. It's dark and hell's hot. Ugh,
1: this
2: is oh, a yes. is this a personal favorite? of Yours, does not it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I would. I would personally take uh, Flesh of My Flesh, but this album was another game changer, wasn't it, Matt?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, and the fact that he recorded It's Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh of My Flesh got released within the same year is, (laughs) like, (laughs) crazy. 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 And this is another one I had a tough time picking between those two, which one mm. I thought was better. Uh, I go back and forth a lot. But, you know, he was another type of rapper that just kind of like brought a totally different style like his aggression and Mm. you know he his lyrical content was you know kind of out there on the edge like you know what Eminem did and stuff like that you know he was saying stuff that you know other rappers would you know wouldn't say you know and um you know that kind of set him apart and you know it just his music just felt and feels so real, like those two records. Like mm. you know, when he's saying what he's saying in those songs, you believe it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's... yeah, yeah.
1: The, That that at first album is really dark. Yeah, like it's so yep. dark, it's horrible, yep. gloomy, and that... dark. Yeah, you know.
2: And you can see why some of these artists from that time sort of uh, dabbled over into metal. And uh, you know, collaborated with with metal artists and stuff because it is that, like you said, that darkness and that aggression that they had.
3: Right. Yeah. And you know, hip hop and and hardcore are way closer than what a lot of people might think. You mm. know, as mm. far as lyrical content. Now, obviously, you have you know radio rap and stuff, which is nothing. You know, but yeah. DMX is a perfect example. I mean, you could take those DMX lyrics and you know piece them together into hardcore songs and it would sound oh, totally sound natural fucking, you know yeah, what i mean
0: it sounds sick
3: yeah
2: stick dmx in a bio has a song, and you know right he's going to be right. the hardest thing on it which is <laughs> it's fucking crazy um i think this is dmx is another artist i really need to delve into like i mm. i think i know the hits if you know what i mean i yeah. probably know the bigger tunes but i need to I need to take a a sort of a deep dive. So these those are the two albums, yeah. Flesh my flesh. Yeah, those
3: two records are they're all hits. Yeah. 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 It's like forty, it's like forty hits. (laughs) If you listen to them back to back. It's those both those records are absolutely incredible.
2: Right, sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna get on that. Got some homework. Def has got his pen out there. I can see he's scribbling (laughs) scribbling.
0: Yeah, I'm more I'm more familiar with flesh my flesh, but go I mean the two big um Tracks on this one, Rough Riders Anthem.
1: Yeah,
3: that that was the one. That's that what, was yeah, the that was the one. Is That's what that put man. DMX on. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: um how's how's it going down? That's a fucking yep. tune as well. I, I think uh, X is coming for you. Oh no, it's not. It's X is coming on this X one. Is isn't is coming. It? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. That always fucking freaks me out. That song, man. Like it's so yeah. like. Oh, I remember God.
3: literally the run, hide, duck, duck. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, fuck. I yeah, it's yeah. like, yes. yes. like, <laughs> Incredible. And like yeah. I remember. I mean, I probably listened to that first time. I was probably like, I don't know, 10. Mm. Like, listening to that song, just like, I thought X was coming for me. Like, that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, like, <laughs> you felt that. It was, yeah. yeah. That he
1: shit was almost was... like the boogeyman, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, back yep. then, you know. Um, That's one of the best music to stuff. do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That album's really atmospheric in terms of, like I don't know, it's just it makes you feel like Uneasy. you're about to get, like, Fucking knife double something. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm
2: definitely gonna do a bit of a dive on on a uh, DMX over the next few weeks. So, yeah, number seven, DMX is dark and hell is hot. Uh, what's number six, man?
0: I uh, got Mob Deep, The Infamous. Oh, oh, what an album this is! Fuck.
3: I mean, that's that 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 record probably has the most recognizable hip hop beat of all time yeah maybe uh like the shook ones beat everyone knows the fucking shook ones beat <laughs> there's been hundreds and hundreds of rappers who have rapped over the shook ones beat yeah like that that record is another one that i think is laid the foundation for a lot of rappers that followed mm. mob deep
1: yeah i need to yeah, without a doubt without a doubt um i mean they really were infamous the
3: Infamous. They were the, the Infamous.
1: infamous. <laughs> and that was only their second album, wasn't it? I think. Uh, you, the,
3: I think that was, was that their first album? And then they Hell on Earth was after that. Yeah, and this was debut. Yeah, was... Murder murder Music was the third one, which is also that's an awesome album. record. Yeah, that's
0: great. Yeah, Murder album.
2: Music's great. Imagine dropping this as your debut. Yes, that meant yeah, yeah, it's
1: fucking crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll,
2: when you look at the names that collabed on it as well, like there's some fucking big names to have on your debut
1: record, man. Yeah, the L.O.X. Yep. as well with all the, all the dream banging. That's yeah,
3: had Q-tip on a song, Ghostface yeah, Q- on a song, yeah,
1: Busta Rhymes, yep, Nas, and,
3: and the ver. And this is another record where they really show versatility. Like you, you know, you have Survival of the Fittest. And then, you know, you have a song like Temperature's Rising, which is just totally opposite ends of the spectrum. And it really showed just like how broad they could go um, on one record. And, you know, I think definitely one of the most important hip hop records of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you
2: like, I'm just looking at um, sort of Spotify here. Five, over five million monthly listeners as well just you know that you know they are yeah hell really really influential but still have a massive massive you know a lot of a lot of people can be influential um in a cult status but they don't have right. that you, you know but 5 million monthly listeners still is is a huge
3: a huge figure yeah i'm looking right now you know shook one's part 2 has been played Almost half a billion times.
0: <laughs> That's fucking mental. That
2: is yeah. mental. Yeah, it's insane. I am. Um, I was on the delve to try and buy this uh, a physical copy of this earlier. So I've got. I'm. Uh, I've got. Uh, I'm watching a couple of items on eBay because I want to get. I want to get. Um,
0: all of your, your ten,
2: hip-hop. all of your, all of your ten albums, Matt. I <laughs> there wanna, you go. I want to get in my little collection here. So
0: that's a bloody uh, good collection. To have yeah, mate. Well, that's mate.
2: it. If you, if you only need the essentials, these are these are the that's ones, it. man. So, yeah, um, not, yeah. Number six, Mob Deep, The Infamous. Right into your top five, uh, Matt, and one that Defa was absolutely chuffed that you had in your that you had in your list here.
3: Yeah, number five is uh Fifty Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying um another one a debut album that was just like at the time just mind-blowing you know what i mean like the, you know i remember when that came out i went and and got the cd and i mean i probably listened to that for three months straight and that being the (laughs) only thing i listened to like that's another no skip um he the in the club was the first single off that record And I think that song was not solely responsible, but definitely had a big part in, like, rap kind of transitioning to, like, making, like, club bangers and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. You know, so that was, like, the first big one that, you know, people were like, oh, wow, in the club. Like, I never thought of, like, writing, rapping like this. Yeah. And then, you know, now you have – every every record every good hip hop record has a song that you could play in a club
2: yeah yeah uh, speaking from a uk perspective right when this song came out you could you could be in a you could be in a in a club here in a in a pub um this would be the only hip hop tune you would hear all night it there's a lot there was a lot of around this time sort of dance music in the uk and right um you know garage was a, a thing still um pop music is this would be the one track you would hear if you were on a night out you're
3: in this would be the one tune you would hear from
2: that you probably
0: get probably get the biggest reaction as yeah, well. yeah
3: yeah yeah it, it and was... the crazy thing is you go out and you still hear it
0: <laughs> yeah it's oh, still yeah. played
3: it, now it yeah. still gets played you know to to think that was the first thing
2: you ever heard from him as, as you know a single from your first record is it's
3: wild And another cool thing is that's the first song you heard. And then you go and you buy the record or you buy the CD and all the other songs don't really sound like in the club.
0: No. Yeah. You
3: know, you know, he has songs like, you know, patiently waiting. Actually, I'm trying to think, did, uh, did Wanksta come out before Wanksta might've been the first single of that record. And then it was in the club. I, I can't remember which one came out first, but two totally different sounding songs. And, yeah. you know, another super versatile record, you know, you have Heat, which is just like, you know, your your normal rap song, Many Men. And he he was one of the first artists, in my opinion, that really, really focused on making catchy hooks mm. and catchy choruses. Yep. And... You know that's that is also key to to any song, even yeah. hardcore songs. A lot of yeah. hardcore bands don't do choruses, mm. but you know if you have a catchy chorus, that is the foundation to make a good a good song.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, dude, the Gridiron album is a gold medal standard for having choruses and slogans and catchy lines that people. Like you on the bench, we in the trench is, it's a a worldy line. It's like, you don't get those sort of (laughs) lines often. You know, people screaming that back at you. I always think of it as, you know, like moments on the stage where you, you can hand the mic out and people are screaming it or you get that moment where the music can stop and the whole crowd sings that line back at you. You don't get that very often and like, you you've obviously really studied
3: these uh these artists to, to bring that into your own music. Right. And and this you know goes back to hip-hop and hardcore being you know close. Mm. It's very easy yeah. to take a hip-hop song structure yeah. and transfer it to hardcore. Yeah. You know, when when people think of like catchy songs and stuff like that, most of the time it's pop or hip hop, which both yeah. have the same song structure. Yes. You know, chorus, yeah. chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. End of the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, transferring that structure into hardcore, I think, uh doesn't get done a ton. And, you know, if it's done right, it
0: it can really hit.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, look on, on here, like P I M P like that was every,
0: a big tune that was wicked. that was massive oh, yeah. as well
2: and it's like you said it's a real simple hook that bur- buries into your brain and once you've heard that song yep. once it's it's there forever it. man. Yep.
3: yeah yep 100 percent. and that's you know that's that's the formula you know catchy catchy chorus and you know that's that's where you got to start
2: yeah absolutely yeah what a record man um, like when, when, well, I remember when you said this over, I sent it to like you, Def, you were well chuffed. This one was on there, weren't you?
0: It's it is a classic. I think some people, there are some people that put it down. I think they find it maybe a bit too commercial because of In the Club, right. but right. maybe they haven't listened to the album. Yeah. And like you said, Matt, they're not all in the club, they don't sound like that. That is right. a one off single, obviously, to promote the album. Shows versus And so you can, well. retire, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. you can retire, exactly. mate.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah. People do the same thing with Eminem too. Like you hear people talk down about Eminem and it's mm. just yeah. like, it, it just baffles me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the song in the club, it's commercial, but it's, it's fucking good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's a yeah, good ass it. song, Definitely. you know? Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, making a song like that. If, if you're going to make it the best type of song at the time,
2: Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So, yeah, number five, 50 cent, get rich or die trying. Um. Right, number four,
3: man, what you got? Number four, I got a big pun, capital punishment.
1: Yes, mate.
3: Probably oh, my, my favorite bar of any rap song ever is on this record oh, wow. uh, dead in the middle of little Italy little did we know that we riddled to middlemen who didn't do diddly is the one the first time <laughs> yeah. I, heard that, I almost, crashed, so I almost crashed my fucking car man like, that's... <laughs>
1: <It's> so good <laughs> insane um
3: another another guy who you know uh I feel like kind of flies under the radar but was super super influential to hip-hop and uh you know it's a bummer because I don't, You can only imagine what him and Fat Joe would have been able to do together. Yeah. Had, you know, Big yeah, Pun yeah. stayed alive and you know stuff like that. So, but that record is just uh, in other, You know, he's right up there with Eminem as far as being a lyricist goes. It's you know that whole record is unbelievable.
1: Well, I've, I was listening to this earlier on today, and um, one of my favorite songs on here is still the the Dream Shatterer. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. The whole record, as you said, is absolutely sublime. Um,
3: yep, Twins is great. You Ain't a Killer,
1: great. Yeah, You Ain't a Killer,
0: wicked. Twins is the you one know, with Fat then, Joe, isn't it?
3: And then, yes, yeah, Twins is with Fat Joe. Um, This is another record that um had one song that was kind of like a club song, still not a player, you know, that would, you know basically attract the masses and then when you dive deeper into the record none of the other songs sound like still not a player yeah it's such a clever
2: it's such a fucking clever thing like it's you know people could say it's cynical but when when there's when you've got that much music out there you're competing against then you know there's a lot of hip hop out there there's a lot of rap out there right. if you could if you can pull people in and you can sell records off the back of that off the back of that track it's it's a fucking genius thing to do it's oh yeah 100% i yeah.
1: always just wanted his goggles that he's got on the front of that album cover <laughs> <laughs> to
2: be fair they're so sick
1: man yeah like he looks fucking yeah cool, they're awesome they're so
2: cool.
3: good. remember i don't know how old you guys are but remember like i remember being like mad young and like that was like the thing like people used to rock like like snowboarding goggles and shit like that Oh, man. I, don't, <laughs> oh yeah. I don't think that ever I caught was on like, over here because it's yeah. fucking raining that, all the time. I mean, <laughs> the the record came out in '98, I think, so that was like around the time I was like, probably I was like seven at that time. Oh, so, um, yep. I mean, that was like I remember like the goggles like that being like really, really popping at that point in time over oh. here at least.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, just... it's always raining over here, man. We haven't got
1: any use for sunglasses. <laughs> it wouldn't look right. <laughs> I, go- I mean, if it's raining, those goggles come in handy. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring them back. I wish they would come back, man.
2: <laughs> uh, this is another album I've got uh, I've got on my list to, to dive into this week.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm not mate. super familiar with this one, so I'm going to uh, get on it as well. Oh, it's brilliant. As as Matt said, like had it not been for his untimely death, he'd probably be
3: oh, well it. up there yeah i well
1: there. yeah i mean again yeah.
3: i mean that record just unbelievable
1: i mean this was literally the the well he released two didn't he technically one was like after he oh he one away, but, yeah endangered but, species but like in, in my opinion like he kind of basically just did the one
3: yeah yeah really. it was it so, more or less was just this one yeah
1: and wow. to become such but to have such high esteem and regard off of just the back of one album is you know it's quite something something special for sure yeah amazing. yeah not
3: not not many artists you know can build a legacy on one record yeah. and he did it yeah. you know
1: yeah yeah it was the, just reading here it was the first solo latin hip hop record to go platinum as well yep trailblazer yeah, proper, proper good album, man.
2: Yeah, sweet. I'm great gonna, pick. I'm gonna get on that this week. So yeah, number four, big pun, capital punishment. Right, on to an album number three. Def, you said you weren't super familiar. I think you'll be super familiar with the next one, man. What you got, Matt? Uh
3: I got notorious Big Ready to Die.
0: Oh mate, all time <laughs> this. All time. <laughs> I mean, just things
3: done changed right in gimme the loot. Like it's just I mean, yeah, unbelievable. Um, you know, he's, he's probably my favorite, just, you know, top to bottom artist of all time. Oh, wow. Like his, his his flow. And like, he just, he just, I feel like he, you know, obviously you can tell that I gravitate to like mid to late nineties, New York stuff for the most part, you know, that's, that's my my favorite type of hip-hop, my favorite era of hip-hop. Um, and I think, you know, no one did it better than Biggie.
1: Well, yeah. I have no arguments here. It's um, yeah. it's such
2: a fucking sad story, isn't it? Like a lot of these artists.
3: Yeah, um, it's unfortunate, man. It, it sucks, you know, um, to not like to have the unknown forever, like what else they could have done, you know?
2: I, that's so much part of the mystique, isn't it? It's it, yeah. it, Like you're saying, it is really sad and it's really, and it's that, but you like, you have it with Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain and all these artists that went way too young. And there is always that what, what, what if, and whatever could would have come after. But I think when you look at some of the really respected um, artists that have, gone on and made uh record after record after record people love to shit on those artists when it comes like i'm wearing a metallica hoodie they take right. fucking pelters all the time man and they were one of the most influential metal bands so you know obviously it's very sad what happened to you know here and there isn't any more music but on the other side of it you've got a cast iron legacy there that nobody can ever shit on no nobody right.
3: can right. throw out as a, a biggie like you know, right and it'll and it'll you know it'll never go out of style either n- no that's another thing like that record no. is here to stay forever you know yeah
2: and it will continue to influence people you know there will be there will be kids in 30 years time who will cite this album still as a as an influence on them so it's right it's timeless absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. what a record man um Oh,
3: talking of what a record, number two, what you got, Matt? Uh, Number two, I got Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers.
0: Um, Nice. What an album.
3: I mean, one of the best. This, I kept switching this back and forth with my number one. Um, Just unreal, just real 90s New York hip hop. Like, no frills. (laughs) I think the the fact that there's so many different artists in Wu Tang mm. is, you know, such a big driving force of yeah. them as a group. Like and everyone sounds different. Yep. Uh every, you know, there's some songs where literally all of them are all on the same track. Um, just the way that they did it, I mean up to this point, it's never really been done again. Like no yes. one's been able yeah, to pull right. off nine yep. or however many people, you know. Yeah. Rapping together
2: absolutely like we were saying about um, like eminem that won't ever happen again i don't think something like wu-tang will happen again where you have you could have nine people right that's fine but for all nine of them to be as fucking good as they were and all of them to be totally different and all of them could carry a track on their own like all of them could pop in and out of a track and you would know oh that's him that's him that's him like it's right it's mind-blowing
3: man when you think about it And the craziest thing is, it's like you, three of, three of them, there's solo stuff. I could have easily put on my top 10 hip hop records of all time. Yeah. yeah. And all three of them were in a group together. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's unprecedented. It'll definitely never happen again. You know, you have groups of like, like record labels. Like right now I'm really into like the Griselda shit, like Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, uh, West Side Gun. Um, And, you know, they're. On a lot of each other's tracks, mm. but they market themselves as independent artists.
2: Yes, you yeah. know.
3: Whereas Wu Tang was Wu Tang.
2: Yeah, and like ev- it, it wasn't just musically either. Like everything about them is iconic, isn't it? The logo, yeah, the name. Oh, the lo- like the logo. It's...
3: I mean, and what they wore, like fa- like fashion, with yeah. their impact on fashion. Is something that gets overlooked too like Mm. you know they put polo on the map and how many people you see wearing polo now like yeah yeah yeah. they were the ones like they're the originators you know what i mean so their legacy you know doesn't only carry on through music it carries on through you know fashion the the whole entire culture of hip-hop
2: yeah absolutely like it's almost become it's very much the same, I guess, as the Jane Doe album cover in hardcore, where it's to- it's that album covers transcended the music. Um, you know, the the Wu Tang logo. It's almost like a clothing line
0: now. Well, like, it is. they do their own. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, they, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, Yeah, well,
3: I remember they used to. They don't do it anymore, but uh, they had their own clothing line, which was Wu Wear.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I used to have a pair of fucking Wu Wear jeans, mate. It costs <laughs> like my, my, my parents had to just like move out of the house <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> to they, sell. They house. So it's even expensive. more expensive now because they don't
3: make it no more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. And they used to have the big jerseys and stuff and everything. Oh like, yeah, man, it was so sick. That's have you?
2: Um, freaking. obviously you've seen the documentaries, Matt. Um, yeah, they, they were fascinating, man. Yeah, like even as a non some of my friends who are not really interested in, in sort of rap or hip hop, they even they watched it and it was just like such an eye opener to see where they all came from and to have yeah. got where they did. Yeah. yeah it's They're all, they're all one off Wu-Tang clan. Man. Oh
3: yeah. It, it won't 100%. Again.
2: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. Number two, Wu-Tang 36 chambers. Right. Here we are there, Matt. The number one, the numero uno, what is your best rap album
3: best hip hop record of all time is in my opinion nas uh illmatic yeah yeah
1: i love this I, I i would agree with this as well for
3: for you know i think 1994 is when it came out and like yeah. mm. for the time that is the was the driving force of hip hop for the next I don't know, fifteen years or something like that. You know that record was the blueprint for a lot of a lot of records that were on my top ten. Illmatic was the blueprint for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's very true. He was he was very young when he when he dropped this. He wasn't. He was quite quite young when he how old was he? Yeah, I wanna I wanna say he
3: was sixteen.
1: Yeah, holy no way was he that young? Yeah, he was he was literally like just a kid when he when he put this out.
3: Holy shit
1: Yeah, yeah Working with people like DJ Premier and that as well
3: So he was Yeah, he was only 16 When he wrote it, but he was 20 When it came out Oh, So imagine That's
2: wild, man
3: Imagine writing the greatest hip-hop record of all time At 16 years
0: (sighs) old Jesus Jesus Christ To be that, like, lyrically mature
2: At that age is
0: wild natural talent man
3: yeah yeah and i think that uh definitely like goes into my decision for why this is the greatest of all time because like yeah oh yeah just the that ability makes... to be able to create something like that when your brain is just not even fully developed yet is yeah, insane, yeah. you know
0: yeah jesus christ you
1: don't know anything about the world when you're 16 either like 99.999 percent of people but nars like knew loads of shit
3: Right. Right. And and that's another thing that, you know, goes towards it being the best, in my opinion, is like yeah. you could tell he was writing about his own experiences yes. because, like you said, at the age of 16, you and at that time, you the Internet wasn't a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you only yeah, knew yeah. what was in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was definitely very real as far as like lyrical content and stuff like that goes. And I think that went a long way too. just everything about that record. And, you know, from his age to the lyrics to the, you know, the time period and stuff like that. It's just, it perfect, perfect formula for a rap record.
2: Yeah. And and the album cover as well, again, is iconic. It is iconic. It's, yeah. it's yeah. so simple, but it's such a striking, it's such a striking image. Yep. Yeah. Ten songs yes. at thirty nine minutes as well. I think that has. I I listened to this uh, on the way home from work the other day in the car, and I think I got through two plays of it uh, on my way back. And there's no fat thirty nine minutes. It's there isn't a second on here that's wasted. Like it's just,
3: it's just, it, it's just the music yep. condensed it's down. Ha- into it's half the. Form. Yep, half the length of like your normal stereotypical rap record and there's more packed into those 39 minutes than 99.9 percent of people who rap and fit into an hour you know what i mean
2: yeah absolutely it's it's there's literally not an ounce on a second on here that's wasted like you know no no um no skits nothing just tunes just that's a good point there
1: isn't any Interludes or skits or right. anything on this album. It's Matt, just what's
0: what's your take on skits on hip hop albums? Do you think they're a waste of time? Some <sighs> of them are quite funny and they fit the album. Yeah, yeah, it I depends.
3: Think... Um, I think it depends on the artist a lot. Yeah, like if I'm listening to, I don't know, like Fifty Cent. It makes sense to have samples and stuff like yeah. like I think samples and good taste work. Yeah. Um interludes you, you find yourself like you'll listen to them one time and then yeah. you're skipping on the rest of yeah. the record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, I think it, it's like a, maybe a good way f- to break up like an A and a B side to maybe have like one. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, with, if there's some records like ludicrous is notorious for having like oh, four God. on his yeah. record and yeah. it's just like, just don't do it like just do one you know <laughs> if you're gonna do any you know yeah. but if the record you know if you don't have a reason to put an interlude in why put an interlude in Exactly, you know mate.
2: yeah absolutely yeah like and, and this album is the perfect example of that like it doesn't need it doesn't need gimmick tracks or anything like that it's just fucking front to back brilliance
3: Right. And like to go back to, you know, having the the artist drive the beat instead of the beat drive the artist. I mean, this is the perfect example of that. Yeah. You know, you could have so you could have had someone, you know, banging pots and pans and him putting these songs over top of it. And it would have been still the, been the greatest record ever.
2: It's yeah. <laughs> true. You're, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have you do you um? didn't he drop an album last year? That's.
3: Yeah, I think he uh Yeah King's, King's disease. disease he put one out
2: pretty yeah. re- pretty recently, yeah. Yeah. I've not I've not gone in on that. I know you did no, you yeah. you checked it out, Daz, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. I, I really liked it. I really liked it to be fair. Yeah, it
3: was King's King's Disease.
2: disease
1: three. It was the two. third one, right? Yeah, yeah the third one. Yeah,
0: done two was
3: twenty twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it. Oh, there is the one after that one as well. Oh yeah, King's yes. Disease Three. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't even know
1: yeah Um, it was it was just i think it just came out of nowhere that 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 album you know right i never even knew it was out (laughs) i didn't see any like press or anything for it i think it just dropped it like out of nowhere oh well i think i think i I could be wrong but i've added that now yes yeah i mean the
3: first the first five nas records are incredible from illmatic to stillmatic
0: everything in between you know yeah stillmatic is a great album yeah oh yeah Fucking great
1: album, that. That's not the one that's got Ether, ether on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Best, yeah. best diss <laughs> track of all time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah best best diss track of all time, man. And that's so, Not Yourself iconic. a Gun,
3: another great yeah. song.
1: Oh, God. I, I like I Gave You Power as well. I think that was one when it was written because the narrative's about him being a gun. Yes. Yep. So fucking clever, man. It's literally ridiculously clever
3: yeah the way that like his just the way he built build songs and it's just
1: it's incredible yeah it's great yeah amazing yeah totally man
2: so there you go number one best hip-hop album of all time Nas ilmatic i don't think there'll be any arguments for that man like no, man. just can't uh, be can't nah. be can't
3: be no can't um, be matt and thanks. one one thing i noticed uh... Oh, sorry man Oh no, you're good. No, no, I didn't have I didn't have Jay Z on there. We and we, I feel we said like this. Maybe Sorry, I should have. We no, said this good.
2: before. Like no Jay Z, no Dre, no Snoop. No Snoop. Like we were, we were, like so. We were so like stoked that you'd picked some not left field the- choices, but you know, not the obvious stuff that that gets
3: talked about all the time, right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge Jay Z guy. I mean, reasonable doubt. Great record. Yeah. Uh, the hits. I like some of the hits.
1: Yeah.
3: But you know, it just. I don't know. I looked at it and I was like, I kind of feel wrong for not having Jay Z on here, but didn't make didn't make Carl's cut.
1: That's the (laughs) game. That's the game. He
3: better step his game up if he wants wants (laughs) to be on my top (laughs) ten. We'll do never... a feature with grid if he does a feature for gridiron then i'll uh oh man no one's uh
2: no one's no one's at that level yet to to feature on a gridiron album like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that that no, like I said it before, no good advice. is a fucking perfect record, man. Yeah, like, I appreciate good. that. Thanks, guys. We love, love it. it.
1: We love well, it. Yeah, so it's good.
2: so good. Um, Matt, this has been an absolute blast, man. We'd love to have you back to do something else again in the future. Maybe hardcore albums or something. You know, it it would be. Yeah,
3: absolutely. An yeah i'm down ever. i'm a big i'm a big list guy so yes, whenever, yes. I wanna, whenever you want like to top 10 anything you know we'll do fast food i, I don't i don't give a shit oh, fast, <laughs> food, <laughs> fast
1: food's the play man i love a bit of food well there <laughs> Ooh, you go there's food. a
2: new series carl's cut is going to be the new series coming up we're going to be diving into everything oh that'd be <laughs> yep. so sick <soon>, yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's
2: do it yeah, man. It's been an absolute blast, Matt. Um good luck with with everything that's coming up with Gridiron, man. You guys fucking deserve it for, yeah. for just how, how shit hot that album is, dude. Honestly. So well, thanks
3: so much, guys, for I appreciate that. It means yeah. a lot.
2: No worries. Yeah, um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um we'll be back again very soon. Until then, peace out.
3: Party on, dudes.